and welcome to episode 24 of the MTG Complex Cast. My name is Steven, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, John. Hey. And Chris. Hey. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about quite a few topics. We have the Dominaria leaks and the rule change that has been confirmed in those leaks. And we're going to be talking about a few of these past week's events. But let's kick things off with our weekly roundup where we talk about what decks we piloted and what decks we played against this past week. Chris, let's start with you. Well, um, I'm starting to feel like Steven here with Affinity, but uh, I once again played Amulet. Wow. Crazy. Uh, I played a Hive Mind in my deck, as I promised, and only got to Hive Mind one person. With what spell? Uh, Summoner's Pact. Yes. Opponent thought about it and said, this is fine, and then searched for a Sakura Tribe Elder, because he only had one green source. And like puts it on the table. I'm like, that goes in your hand. And he's like, looks at the card again. Oh, scoops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I went 301. Somehow I, so I got pared down in the last round and somehow convinced my Ponza opponent we should draw. See, <laughs> value for me. Value. Uh, we played Doing some games for quote unquote for fun, and I got ranched. Ranched. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, let's like we want to play fun some games anyway. I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, it's the least I could do considering I convinced you to draw right no but he was a really cool guy and uh, I, I kept playing until I, I won a game which took me a little while <laughs> you're the worst keep playing till I win a game Three, one Three eternity later, later. Um, <laughs> but the sweet the sweet uh, story of the evening so I played against um, the black red hollow one deck and there were three people there playing this deck by the way and I've never played against the deck before and so game one, he just like does a thing like he inquiry. I guess he played like inquiry turn one, inquiry turn two, and didn't have anything going on still. So it was like a turn three angler plus a. I don't know. Maybe it was just an angler or a hollow one and angler. I don't know. I guess for him it was a slow start. But I'm pretty sure he won the die roll because everyone won the die roll big, that evening big except for me. Booties. And. I was still under kind of a lot of pressure, so he like attacks me down to one one measly life, and I draw, and I'm thinking, 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 and I finally figure out the semi-convoluted line where I have to cast my Titan before pacting for my Azusa to play it, <laughs> because if I did it the other way around, it wouldn't have worked for some reason, because I needed like the extra mana off the double bounce land of the Titan coming into play anyway. So I, I I kill him game one. He's like, wow, I didn't expect to die to, to die there. I'm like, I didn't either. One game <laughs> two, and I get just kind of dumpstered. He like vomits a bunch of dudes into play, and I just die. Great. And then so game three, he has I have I you know I board in like like scrap digger's cage and like Bajukuba. Well, Bajukuba is in the main deck, but I have like this kind of graveyard hate stuff, and you just like turn one flame baited flame blade adept, and like. Hmm. Flame bait adept. That's then accurately. Turn two is like double inquiry seven. You like <laughs> stop. It's pretty good. And then he like follows up with a bunch of hollow ones in garbage. And like, wow, I'm just. Am I just dead? Am I just dead? I think you're just dead. I like play a titan, but I can't actually kill him. Like attack him, but he's not dead immediately. And I'm just like, well. All I can do is hope he has stone cold nothing because as the board sits, I can block and like live at some stupid low amount of life. But if he plays like literally anything, I die. So bolt, I die. Burning entry, discarding three to pump his flame bait, I die. <laughs> or maybe I could survive one of them, but I can. Okay, I can survive one card, but not two. So he like sure. increase, and we all discard cards. And he discards like nothing. I discard nothing. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I can still have it like one or something. And he increases again, and he ends up discarding a bolt. And I ended up in those three cards I drew, and then randomly discarding, I drew and discarded a Bayloth. It's like, ah, oh, it comes into nice. play, get a blocker, ah. game for life, ah! <laughs> nice. So then he, like, looks at the board again, and I'm looking at it again, yeah. I'm, you know, we're both sitting there doing the math, and he's, like, one or two points off lethal or something. So he's like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I think he just kind of like shrugs and just shoves with everything. 
the, the two of them cumulatively oh, on this, this turn were so his turn took for like forever long, because long not only was there a lot time. of tanking involved but we had to resolve two burning increase so it's like okay okay how many cards do I have uh, eight okay here's an eight sided die it's like a crow <laughs> roll it up oh, seven yeah this one roll up oh, seven again I got yeah, roll, re-roll oh five alright this one oh five again oh re-roll is it that's yeah, there's a crowd of people watching all this too. <laughs> it's like at least like I don't and know. And so like he can't kill me, probably. so then I get to untap and I probably draw something bananas, but it didn't really matter. And just kill him on the crackback. It was insane. Just it's just so insane because like I drew the bailoff off the second inquiry <laughs> and then discarded it, which I only lived because of the four life and the body to block with. Yeah, and I only nuts. won because he discarded his bolt instead of like keeping it in the hand somehow. That so is there's very like nuts. so many things that had to go a certain way for me to not die there. And uh hashtag never didn't have it. <laughs> Cause I considered like pacting in response to a burning inquiry to get Bailoth just eh? But I was like, nah, that seems really bad. Maybe you should have done it. Cause like Two Bailoffs. Two Bailoffs. Ah. No, this this is like on oh, okay. turn, my turn three or something. I was like, eh, it doesn't seem that good. Like, I would, I'd rather have my mana Word. to like potentially play a Titan or something. God. I, and he wasn't even tilted because he's just like, eh. I rolled some dice and I got unlucky. I mean, he seemed a little tilted when we talked to dinner. I mean, I would have been told to the moon. <laughs> like, I can't play this deck anymore. But it wasn't like tournament. It was like just is... practicing. It was FNM. I mean, it was an FNM. Oh, Seriously. so this was this was an actual match. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. This is this is the Halloween magic. story, not not against Ponza. For whatever reason, I thought you were talking about Ponza. Okay. Okay. Oh no! No. My misunderstanding. God, Ponza. So what about uh, what about you, John? So we're like, oh, well, well, I'll play against Ponza for fun, right? Oh yeah, fun. Turn one, elf. Turn two, blood. So why would you? you? I would never like. I would never <laughs> volunteer to play against Ponza. Like, oh uh, yeah, we tied. Okay, bye. Yeah, I, the the most unhappy I've ever been after playing a match of Magic was playing against Ponza at a PPTQ. This is like back when the, when the deck was like first kind of being a thing when I hadn't played against it very much. And I was just like, this is the least fun I've ever had playing Magic. Like, yeah. This is awful. But see, this the guy just, was a really cool guy. Just the worst. So eventually he decided to, to play something else um, against Amulet, and then he got, got ranched. He took mercy on you, and then you and you were mean to him. Anyway, John, what what'd you play? Uh, I played Teamer Kiki, which was a lot of fun. Um, I took to heart uh, Jerry T's advice. He's writing. He's like, you know, talking about if you're playing a Jace deck, you should be doing something... Uh, proactive that you know forces people to kind of try to deal with that so that when you play a jace it's not like that's all you have going on and because then it's really easy for them to deal with the jace so i was like okay you know i want to play a deck that's like attacking from a few angles so you've got like you know the goif beats you've got um the threat of the combo and then you've got uh you know jace the mind sculptor so i was like i had a lot of fun playing the deck i didn't ever really play that much twin like i played it but i wasn't like I didn't play that that much twin, and I actually did play rug twin um, back when it was a thing. Um, and FNM like ended after round four, and I was just like, "What? It's over?" Like it felt like it went <laughs> by so fast. I was really really disappointed. Actually, I just wanted to play more games. And then um, Ivan's like, "Oh yeah, let's jam games. I want to practice." And everyone's like, "I want to go to." dinner oh we want to wait for you to play and i'm like borrowing people's cards i'm like fuck fine i'll give you your cards back and we'll go to dinner uh, assholes <laughs> <laughs> oh that they're assholes for wanting food yeah yeah I was <laughs> how so dare we i was having so much fun i've been like maybe i should find kiki jiki like 10 30 at night haven't eaten in six hours it's like five dollars just i wait. know but that I need Jace's, and so I was like, ah, can I play the deck without Jace? Mm, mm, probably yes. not. Yes. I mean, yeah, yes. but it's, like, not worth playing. I don't know. The deck Dude, was really okay, fun, you just, re- you replaced Jace with the, uh, 
with the blue green uh, combo piece. The <laughs> Browning Crisis? <laughs> yeah, Browning Crisis. Dude, that's what I'm already playing. Oh, snap! <laughs> I love that card! Yeah, it's I thought you were gonna be like, "Oh, just play like the blue green format of Planeswalker, Kiora." <laughs> no, just play the just play the the Nissa, <laughs> the the ex Nissa. Oh, it's so bad. Get out of here, you people in your terrible ideas. Be yeah, you just could, but you just get to scry. You like plus and scry. Like let's play other format of Jace. Be like, this is all I could afford. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. I, I saw somebody online playing four of those jaces and none of the other jaces that is what video definitely was. incorrect i was jace, i was just like jace is just like, like what is this worse. i don't i don't want to watch this is dumb deck is just like the card is just like strictly worse Maybe uh anyways been really hurt by lingering souls in the past i don't <laughs> yeah. know yeah uh but man so i played um played a couple fair matchups i only lost to hollow one um the guy that chris beat in his crazy game I lost to him round one. I actually beat him game one, which is really surprising. Um, and then I lost the next two games because I didn't really have a very good board for the deck and it just didn't go very well. But um, in my matchups against the fair decks, I just felt like insanely favored. I just felt like the deck was super powerful and I just knew how to navigate the matchup. And I guess it's just because I've played with that kind of deck a lot. It just felt like a really good mat, like a good fit for me. <clears throat> and um, I actually... Um, I only comboed off once the whole night, and it was actually in a practice game against Grixis Delver. Uh, after we finished our match, I think we played like six or seven more games, and he only won the very last one we played uh, when he went like kind of kind of wide of uh, Pyromancer and kind of got out of control. But I just like crushed in every other game. <laughs> it felt like such a good matchup. And I played against Esper Fairies. Just, the deck just felt great. I was just like in love. I definitely want to run it back next week if I can get the cards again. Um, just felt really good playing at instant speed and just like sneaking damage in it seems like a lot of people that aren't as familiar with playing kind of the uh the mirror matches with those like pseudo like the pseudo mirror at least these control decks is they they don't like um they don't sneak in damage they just kind of stare at each other or stare at you and um anytime you can just like sneak in free damage it's like you, the, the game just slips away from them faster than they they you know expect it to and then before they realize that they're just dead um, or you put them in a situation where to not die, they have to you know tap or spend cards at a really disadvantageous in a, in a really disadvantageous, disadvantageous way, and so then you just clean them up on the next turn with you know whatever you have that you've been you know holding on to, and the game just like ends really fast that way. So um, that was great. And then aside from that, I played a ton of Legacy Cube. Um, I've done like five or six. No six or seven i think drafts since the last time we talked on the cast uh Jeez. and they've like aside from two boros decks all been like black mid-range piles <laughs> and <laughs> like no one respects Packrat. i don't understand nobody like, i don't understand it it's fucking ridiculous like, everybody's like Packrat. like like i just don't get it i really like how why i don't why yeah, it's such a good card. It's such a good card. And, like, I feel like that's, like, the MTG Conflex, like, cube draft thing now. It's like, oh, we got Packrat! What a surprise! Packrat again! <laughs> like, MTG Packrat cast? Yeah, like, every time. Always Packrat. The only two decks that didn't have Packrat were the two Boros decks. All the other black decks had Packrat. And it wasn't like I, like, I only first picked a Packrat in one of them. All the others were like, we picked it up late. It was like, people were like, ah, oh, this shitty, stinky rat. Don't want that. <laughs> I don't understand. Anyways, um, so we had actually, I think Chris, you were you were here for this one. Um, so we're playing um, uh, like a blue, or sorry, uh, a white red kind of like controlling deck. Uh, it was kind of like a, a little, I guess it was a little on the aggressive side, but it was more like a mid rangey kind of kind of deck. And so we played. It was the mirror, right, Chris? It was the red white mirror, but they were like a little bit more ag aggressively slanted than we were. Yeah, and so we finish game two with the win. Uh, so it's 1-1, one, one, and we have, yeah. like, 2.33 on the clock. God, game two was so grindy. And I was like... Well, we never should have won that game. Yeah, when we won, I was like, I bet our opponent never re never would a million years would have thought we would have won that game. We were, like, uh, sort of light and shadow recurring a Flicker Wisp every turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Because Flicker Wisp was, like, chump blocking the Thunder Maw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, chump blocking his Thunder Maw Hellcat every turn. But he, like... How was it dying though to get it? Oh, because he was he was chump blocking dying, and we were getting it back, flickering 
something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were just, like, getting value off of that. And like eventually... The first time we had to, like, flicker our uh, own journey to nowhere so we could eat their sublime archangel. <laughs> so he didn't die, yeah. And then, like, later on, we flickered our own O-ring to eat something else. It was, like, to kill oh, their like... Thundermall with our Gideon. Yeah, yeah, we're, like, trading it in. Like, oh, upgrade. Okay, like, okay, this can go on this other worst thing that they played now. And so Jeez. we we ground it out, but like we had two like two thirty three left on the clock at the end of all this, and so we're like, oh shit, how the hell are we winning? So we're like, look at this sideboard, and we're like, Goblin Guide, get in here, <laughs> Student of Warfare, get in our deck, like just like super super aggressive, take all the top end out, like oh sword, get like get the fuck out of here, or whatever. It's like all all of our like anything like remotely grindy just like came out, and like all these just like trash aggro cards came in. And our opponent had kind of a slow start, and we had an aggressive start, and we just killed him. <laughs> oh, so, like, Get they, they like, oust our student of warfare or something, and are like, oh, man, our clock. Which also was ruined because John played the wrong land. Oh, yeah. But, they're, um, like, they're like, don't play this Aaron Mesa. Like, it's going to take too much clock to fetch a land. And then, like, I didn't play it, and we couldn't play our student of warfare when we wanted to, so we had to play it the next turn. I was like, ah, this is awful. <laughs> Missed, like, three damage. It's like they, they like, spend like a turn ousting our uh, our dude and they just like play one one lonely blocker and you just like untap and rip up mirror entity and like oh our hordling outburst tokens are all three threes oh now. My ah God. crush yeah <laughs> Yeah, they totally died to that uh, that mirror entity. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was sweet. Um so we won with what, twenty seconds on the clock? Yeah, we had a decent amount of time actually. Yeah, it was like two minutes and ten seconds is all we needed. <laughs> Cleaned them up. <laughs> Cleaned them up real quick, yeah. And then, uh, and then, like we like we lost like the third round or something for the the yeah, sadness. We lost to mono red. So uh, mono, yeah, we played a ton of mono colored decks actually. Like oh, mono green, mono black, mono red, mono white. It was like, why is everyone playing mono color? Like, get on our level. Play some fucking green piles. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, what did you play, Steven? Uh, so unfortunately, I didn't get to play much Magic. This past week, uh, the extent of magic was me pushing it to the side uh, while unpacking all my stuff. Wow. Um, still unpacking, doing a lot of work right now, so uh, just had to hit the back burner. But I do have a new uh, board slash card game that I'd love to talk about if anybody cares. No. Nah. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Did you guys see any cool decks? Um, so I will say that in the round one... My opponent cast a bitumous blast. Is that what it's called? <laughs> the one of Cascade. Bitumous yeah. blast. B- B- Targeting my bl- Sakura tribe scout. <laughs> can we? Can Cascaded. you? Can you? Can you, uh, can you explain what this card does? It's five mana. It's a right? five or mana six? sorcery. It deals four damage to target creature or player. And Cascade. Has Cascade. <laughs> So he cascades and reveals some very strange lands and um, hits Blood Red Elf. Oh boy. Oh, wow. Has Blood Red Elf, Holy cascades crap. again, and I see some very bizarre cards go by. <laughs> some very strange four drops. I don't remember exactly what all of them were. Until finally, he, he, he casts a. Uh, what the heck is it called? The new three. It's like a three mana dinosaur. It's the one oh, that wants to be a scavenging team? ooze, but it isn't. Oh, oh, uh, Death, uh, Death Gorge Scavenger, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and he uses it to exile my Taloria West, because <laughs> my Secure Trap Scout isn't actually in the graveyard yet. <laughs> so he gets that, and then he gets his elf, and then my, my snake dies, and then he attacks me for three, and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I'm just gonna untap play a Titan and like, I'm pretty sure that's pretty good because I have my last card in hand is like Summoner's Pact. I'm like, eh, like untap and draw Hive Mind. I'm like, oh, look over there. His lands were like basic uh, swamp, basic forest, basic island, and then uh, what's the the Jeskai Tryland? Oh wow, um, Mystic Monastery. Mystic Monastery, whatever. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like. That doesn't look like two green lands to me. <laughs> so he's like, play this hive mind. He's like, oh. I'm like, cast this, this pact. That, 
Like, together, would you like to it. search for a green creature? He's like, thinks about it. I would. Search, 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 search. Puts the current tribelder on the table. I'm like, okay, does, does mine resolve now? He's like, uh-huh. I'm like, search, 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 primeval titan. I'm like, by the way, your tribelder's in your hand. He's like, hand? Yeah, scoops. <laughs> That's pretty good funny. That's so gross. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I thought if he played the Ponza guy. <laughs> that was a uh, <laughs> spicy meatball, let me tell you. Oh, man. Bitchum's so what was blast. the point of the deck? It just seems like uh, Cascade into Cascade into stuff. Oh, oh, is he playing uh, the worm? The, like, six-mana worm of Cascade? Uh, what is that worm called? Shit, it used to be in Standard at the same time. You cascade, you like worm, cascade into bituminous, bituminous blast, cascade into blood right off. Ah! I, I, like, when he was cascading flipping cards, I was definitely very like, ooh, like, or uh, when I saw some certain <laughs> cards going by. And then game two, he, uh, he bring to lighted X's four for a ravenous chubacabra. <laughs> to Word. kill my primeval titan. This sounds like a cute deck I played today. <laughs> I guess I'm just like what? <laughs> like what is happening? Awesome. So I just untapped, played another titan, and killed him. <laughs> but <laughs> you crushed dreams. That's what you did. I was like, there's a there's a lot of spice going on on the other side of the table over there. So that would be my cool deck that I saw. All spice. <laughs> what about uh, you, John? Anything particularly interesting? Uh, aside from like all the sweet cube decks I've been seeing and playing against and with, <clears throat> uh, I guess the Hollow One Apocalypse at our shop on Friday was mildly cool in a, in a terrifying sort of way. It's like three people on Hollow One every every round. Like you're like between rounds, and people are like talking bad beat stories about how they got crushed by hollowed one <laughs> or, or like barely survived by the skin of their teeth and just barely beat hollowed one it was like it was bad <laughs> and then uh in round four next to me was the hollow one mirror <laughs> nobody escapes mm-hmm. alive nope no nope. like mm, do i want to no, pass thanks. it in Korea on turn one like i don't know <laughs> no thank but you my opponent just discards like double bloodcast flame wake phoenix Untaps plays a Gurmog Angler. <laughs> they just like untap they in Korea and then play a hollow one, triggering their blood gas. Like, ugh. so uh, let's move into our topics for the week. Uh, let's start with the events from this past week, which is the uh, SCG Modern Open and the GP Madrid Team Trios constructed. So in the Modern Open, it looks like we have Panza as the top deck Ooh. it's I, back man. okay but you know what this i i feel like this like ponza being at the top just kind of nails it nails the idea for me that like modern is just a very open format right now where like even after introducing to un, like even after introducing like this unbanning like we still have like a pretty diverse meta going on and i feel like it's still like a healthy healthy format got four blood braids yeah but who cares like <laughs> like it's still like the like okay so let, let's let's run down this this top eight very quick it's uh panza is so in order panza storm storm infect jund control tron and tron two di- uh, green uh green black tron and then eldrazi tron um that's like you know, it, yeah, we have duplicates, but definitely not in, like, what we expected of, like, you're either playing Jace or you're dead, or you're either playing Bloodbraid Elf or you're dead. Uh, it, it's it's a very diverse group, I think, at least. Yeah, the meta is pretty, pretty diverse here at the top eight, and even as you look down lower, it's still pretty diverse uh, outside of the top eight as well. I mean, we have, we have Boggles in 10th place, that's awesome. I mean, I, I, I mean, I personally don't enjoy the deck, but I think it's, I think it is always awesome to see Boggles in in the top anything. I just hate playing against it. It's so it's so painful. 
uh, black red hall of wine looking in from the outside at ninth place. You know, if they were only just a little bit luckier, maybe they could have got in there. <laughs> just if, a little if bit. If only they'd played a little bit luckier. <laughs> That's what it comes down to, right? Like, Can you imagine not... if like, they didn't make it in off breakers? Like, damn, never lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, there's skill I'll... to the deck, but there's also a lot of variants. Yeah. Uh, I also see in 14th, which isn't too far too far down there, it's a, isn't it a counters deck? company. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, oh. actually, there is... Actually, Affinity. Affinity isn't... Affinity isn't on here, uh, actually. It's not on this top 32 list. <laughs> wow. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Robots uh, go home. Uh, no, when I was looking at the counters company, I feel like uh, I feel like it's been a while since we've seen like a, a counters deck do very well. I feel I mean, like 14th is isn't like amazing or anything, but it's rarely gonna place in the online events just because it's it's the card. There's it, the card a, is actually broken. It's a hostile environment for the deck online, and I don't mean the meta game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, it's it's nice seeing the deck kind of pop up every now and then um aljazi stompy at uh, 11th mm-hmm. which is pretty cool to see it do well yeah boy colorless aljazi stompy yeah i think that deck's um gonna get a little bit more attention now um people are gonna you know it, it uh it won and then right after you know it gets the top top 16 i mean 11th is pretty close it's right yeah. on the cusp of making it into top eight so yeah um I think we'll be seeing more of this deck especially just because how how good it is and how aggressive it can be uh, especially when you're just like you know turn one turn off everything you're gonna do for the rest of the game turn two uh let's just nail the coffin in here uh do you have anything that's that costs three mana okay it's probably relevant in this matchup <laughs> yeah so i jammed a reasonably high number of games with the deck over the weekend <clears throat> And this was just pre-board against Abzan, which it gets matchup gets way better post-board. <laughs> yeah. And the deck is just like it's just really good. Deck is really good. I'm really um, kind of happy to s- to see the change of um, minus two endless ones plus two matter reshapers. I felt that endless one was the worst card in the deck by a pretty long shot. And I yeah. guess if the meta's going to slow down with Blood Braids and removal spells, uh, Matter Shaper's a lot better than the more race-oriented Endless ones, anyhow. Yeah. And I got I signed copies. Ah! You and your signed copies. <laughs> not not actually relevant. I do like that card better, though. So, and then let's talk about this Madrid tournament here. It was an event. Some kids won. <laughs> yeah, I was I was saying this before the cast. It's I think it's it kind of blows my mind sometimes where you see these GPs with, you know, the the top the the, the top four teams are you know like two other teams have like like a bunch of pros in them. One of them uh, I don't recognize the in the fourth place fourth place team. I don't recognize anybody off the top of my head. But I'm sure if we looked into it, they're they're they have some sort of achievements behind their underneath their belts who would win some professional magic players or some actual boys <laughs> yeah like you know like students in college like like i just it just blows my mind like how did how did joel larson end up in in the third place slot like i don't know because magic's a game of variance yeah exactly it, the, it's just the it's second place just, team cool. is pretty stacked too actually like yeah it, it's just like it's cool it's just you know it's it's just weird to see it but it's 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 good though, right? It gives us all hope. Uh, yes, it gives us it gives us all hope. Uh, it also kind of makes me fear for like ever becoming such a like ever becoming like a better player and then just like getting stomped on by by like somebody who just showed up and was like, ah, I'm here to have fun. You too can play a mono red prison or Eldrazi Stompy deck in Legacy and top four an event. Accurate. <laughs> God, this format, this uh, this top four for Legacy looks just awful for Delver decks. Just a pile of prison, and then one person on check pile. <laughs> Great. Jeez, mm. jeez. Also, I really like these uh these profiles, 
on on the teams. I I, uh, I don't know. I, I think adding this kind of personality onto like winning, like the people winning, is is pretty cool. How do you think it affects? Because remember, uh, kids, if you lose, you don't have a personality. <laughs> How do you think it affects Wadsey's branding? That when people are like, oh. Uh, why are you playing? Why are you playing? You know, standard. This person like first place teams like I got unlucky. Second place teams like because <laughs> the other two guys were better at the other formats. I got stuck <laughs> with standard. And then like, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure just can't look good. That this this like, guy says blue black control is an exciting deck. I promise. <laughs> like. <laughs> What is what does the fourth place have to say? Oh, standard because it's my favorite format. There you go. There you go. Someone who actually likes standard, one and four. But but nobody's <laughs> gonna get to that. Uh, I I lo- I lost interest after the first couple times of reading uh, because I got lucky. Um, yeah, I think I think it looks kind of bad. Like, yeah, like how 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 as a company. How do you push a format where ever, where nobody like really wants to be playing it? Yeah, you're like, oh, we did this sweet team event. Let's interview the you know the people that did well. Oh, why'd you why'd you why'd you pick your format? Ah, uh, because I pulled the sh- I pulled the short straw. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, out of the three, there has to be one that is like I guess statistically less popular than the other two, but like people have preferences, so like. Just because one is, like, you know, the least popular, you wouldn't necessarily think that it is, like, overwhelmingly the least popular, but that is, like, definitely the case. It is, like, overwhelmingly the least popular but of the wait, three. But wait, isn't Standard the most played constructed format? <laughs> Unfortunately. So, clearly, that means it's the most popular, right? Incorrect. <laughs> People play it, like, <laughs> begrudgingly, like... Yeah, I guess if I want to become a better Magic player, whatever. If I want to fucking get money ever out of Magic, I guess I have to play this, whatever. Don't compromise on your values, Steven. <laughs> I mean, I actually like playing my standard deck. I don't know what you guys are talking about. No, no, standard's actually not too bad right now. Um, it's just not I think, interesting I, of a format as the other two. Yeah, I think, uh, as, of, as of very recently, I think, not very recently, I guess like, say the past year or two it's just not been as attractive as the other two eternal formats i, I do miss me some oh, green black do you delirium. think it has anything to do with the fact that in the past year or two there's been more bands of center than any other format uh i'd say that probably help. that uh, that probably doesn't doesn't help at all um uh but i don't think that's the driving force i think their power level of cards is just like meh turns out people like options yeah like, oh, what's the most powerful deck? Is there anything else that matches that power? No? Okay, so that means I should start preparing for another deck because they're probably going to ban this one? Okay. <laughs> let's not get uh, down that path too far. Anyways, anyways, let's move on to our to our next topic, which is, uh, which unfortunately we weren't able to talk about last week because it kind of happened right after we recorded, um... But Dominaria got leaked by Wizards team, right? Lexi leaks. Yeah. After after they kind of like after I feel like they doubled down on this like we don't want leaks coming out of our offices sort of thing or like we don't want the 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 cards to be ruined for you when you go to like open them or like uh, until we release them to you. Then they go off and accidentally release the set. Which I mean, I, they didn't release the any pictures. Set. Sure, it wasn't the whole set, but they released like a lot of significant cards. Watsi uh, is realizing that this is like really hard. Like Chris knows all about this. Like Chris, you go into work and they like put you through like a full body metal scanner, right? Like keeping your keeping your IP on lockdown is difficult in this day and age when people are interested in your product and want to find out more about it. Yeah, and they're, they're gonna have to step their game up, or they're gonna keep having leaks like this. And this is, I think, was like once again, like due to incompetence on the part of their web team. Like, Watsi's web team is not good. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't want to be too mean, but they are um, probably not the most employable of people. Would be my guess. Um, 
Yeah. They constantly seem to have problems, and these are very fixable, very easy problems to avoid that they seem to keep yeah. falling afoul of. So something well, needs to change if they want to keep a tighter hand on, on their info. Negligence or, or ignorance, or either one aside... Uh, the, the spoils were actually, they, they actually seem kind of cool. There, there's the confirmation of what, uh, Mark Rosewater was talking about. I want to say in the last set where he wanted to change the rules on how damage affects planeswalkers. Yeah. I think I remember uh, some, some mention of that. And... Yeah. He like, he, he like slipped it in very casually at some point. I don't remember exactly when, but I do remember him talking about it. They've talked about this for uh, a while. Yeah, he wants he well he wanted and he did uh, get to so now players and planeswalkers are separate instead of when you for example cast lightning bolt and you target a player you have the option to redirect it to the planeswalker. It was really weird well, now because you can just target. Yeah, it was really weird because you didn't choose redirection until the, the bolt resolved. So technically, you just like, bolt you, and you just like uh, bolt me. Like, yeah, you. Okay, resolves. All right, resolves. Redirected your planeswalker. Like, man, I thought yeah. he wasn't redirecting to my planeswalker. <laughs> I mean, this is exactly yeah. <clears throat> this this is Watsy kind of having to like um, pay for you know their their reluctance to fix this in the first place. Like, they tried to really streamline the game design, and this you know the redirection rule was something that was kind of like a kludge to you know uh, allow planeswalkers to come into the game and interact with existing cards and they, they really should have made this change when they introduced planeswalkers or soon after and you know they kept kicking the can down the road and now they're going to have to deal with it and there's a lot more cards now that could have been printed with updated text that aren't and that's kind of that's a bummer <laughs> yeah so uh so I think the they kind of put everything under an umbrella and basically saying any effect or any line of text that says uh, target your opponent now also targets planeswalkers. Can tar- it's, it can target planeswalkers. Right? Interesting. So so your your Inquisition now becomes like target player or planeswalker? Hmm? Is yeah. that what that happens? Something like that. Yeah. Like, Boros Charm is four damage target player or Planeswalker now. Interesting. So I guess, like, for anybody with a ley line of Sanctity out, something you guys were mentioning, with a ley line of Sanctity out, you now have an actual target for... Oh, man. You know, if, assuming they have a Planeswalker, now they have a, now you have a target for your Thoughtseize or your Inquisition. I mean, you could always Thoughtseize yourself. That uh, sure, that's accurate. Yeah. If they reprint Boros Charm, you think it'll have like four bullet points on it now? I think so. That'd be sweet. That'd be pretty cool. I don't think it'd be another bullet point. It would just say player or planeswalker. You think? Oh mm. sure. Hmm. Or yeah, okay, that makes yeah. I guess that makes. I'm sense. not sure what the proper templating would be. Yeah, that's what mm. the these uh, spoilers say on all of them, right? Like the the bolt thing. But they're not oh, modal just spells. Any target. But. Yeah, they're not like modal spells either. Like, I'm curious how they would print this on like a modal spell. Because they've streamlined the templating on that recently too, where it's just bulleted now, which looks so much nicer than it used to. You know, this pile of ands and commas they used to have oh, before. Like the good old entwined see, days. I, see, <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love the ands and com and, uh, and semicolons. They're like, just, they're not, they're not as easily to, uh, they're not as easy to grok, you know. Yeah. Um, they want the, the game to, the game, the board state, and the decisions people are making to be as clear as, as crisp pos- and clear as possible. Yeah, yeah, to avoid you know miscommunication when playing the game because we all we've all been in that situation, right? Where there was a miscommunication. Oh, totally. I mean, the SCG event from this weekend, there was a miscommunication in the uh, round, the deciding round for who would go to top eight between Jim Davis and JD and Comparins, and that wasn't really because of card text, but because of failure to maintain board state on both their parts. But like. Magic is already, like, really complicated. Like, you know, you have two really good players who can make a pretty elementary mistake like that. Like, you want to you wanna make it as easy as possible. Yeah. Now, on top of... On top of... Speaking of making well, things not easy to understand. Yeah, so now we have... Uh, now we also have some uh, new card types. And it looks like we have... Uh, 
kind of like the first. It, it, this is the this is the official border for this card, correct? Yeah, this is I think from Watsi. So so this card is laid out um, instead of horizontally, where you have the image on top and the text on bottom. Now you have uh, a vertical split on the card. So you have the line and the uh, the line with your the name of the card and the converted mana cost where it normally is, and then you have a line down the middle of the card, and on the left side there's text with uh, Roman numerals along the left columns. side of that. There's two, two columns. columns. Yeah, there's a there's a rules text column and an art column with the type line at the bottom, like normal. Yeah, uh, yeah, a simplified version of what I was gonna drag on to say <laughs> uh which just looks so uh interesting i like it it's different and we're not going to be seeing that many of them uh yeah, it's yeah. definitely better than the uh, uh among what the are they aftermath in- cards yeah well the, i was going to say the invocations which were just a complete and utter failure of graphic design but yeah uh, i think this is... they tilt your opponent as intended yeah i mean these these work okay i guess you get more art i think than an aftermath card right i think you get more art yeah a little bit more uh it's just laid out in portrait instead of landscape but uh the the aftermath cards you only got like a third the normal size two pictures instead of one it's like twice as much art (laughs) (laughs) i mean maybe that's true i'm not sure and so get our rulers uh, out And so on top of this cool on top of this cool new um, what is it a new card type I guess we also have uh, our artifacts legendaries and sagas are now going to be called well you got to explain to them what the uh, what this new template is a vehicle for right the new card yeah type. so uh, historic and it's a saga. Saga. Oh, sorry. So yeah, the 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 new border for this card is a saga, uh, and these are enchantments that are uh, a three part uh, a three part uh, triggered ability, basically. Three part story okay. or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's kind of like a little flavorful. Yes, yeah, so you get now, a. Now that I say it you, out loud, okay. You get an ETB effect where it does one thing, and that's part one, and they're kind of gets chopped up into part one, part two, and part three with Roman numerals and everything. So it looks textual uh, mm-hmm. you get an etb you get part one and then you get the uh the remake on the beginning of your uh your next turn after your uh, draw step i guess in your first main phase being your first main phase and then you get a uh, part three on your third turn and then it uh it sacrifices itself after part three is completed so you get you get a uh, one two and three and then it, it neatly takes itself off the table after all three of its effects have uh, have happened it kind of reminds me a lot of that enchantment in uh, was it Origins, where uh, it's a demonic pack. No. Uh, oh yeah, the one that uh, you choose each mode, but then you lose the game when you can't choose a mode. Or losing the game yeah. was oh. one of the modes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, much like that card, this benefits from being flickered. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems weird. Is the sacrifice? It says sacrifice after three. I assume that'll be a, a separate triggered ability. I would assume so. so probably so could, like, the, the third thing will resolve, and then it'll get sacrificed. Yeah, I wonder the, if you the could, sacrifice trigger goes on the sack. You could probably flicker it in response to the third trigger, and then get the trigger and not lose it. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and so these these uh, sagas, as long as, as well as artifacts and legendaries, will now be called uh, at least in this set historic cards. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, and these will kind of fall into the uh, legends and legendary spells uh, matter. That's kind of like the main theme of the set, which is, in my opinion, just a little scary, seeing as the last uh, legendaries matter set wasn't like amazing. <laughs> what? How dare you besmirch Kamigawa Block's good name? <laughs> There's several banned cards from that block. <laughs> such such one-hit wonders as Umazawa's Jite and Blazing Shoal. <laughs> Can you give me more out of that set? Oh, that haven't been banned. You got, uh... You got, uh... I guess uh, uh, Goryo's Vengeance and okay. uh, Through the Breach. 
Uh, all right, all right. So, Shoal, Desperate Ritual, uh, Sakura yeah. Tribe, Elder, Tribe Elder, and Scout. Zeus mm-hmm. Lost but Seeking. Okay, so maybe maybe I'm a little wrong. Uh, I guess I, I guess from my memory, it wasn't. Oh, it was awful. It wasn't amazing. Okay, perfect. I, okay, that's what I thought. I <laughs> thought it was awful. It's also given us these damn five fucking dragons that keep showing up in every mythic, uh, in the mythic slot in every master's set. Yeah. Like, oh, masters? Oh, boy. Throw the Kamigawa dragons in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess the Gushu is like one of the best, the better yeah, ones. Yeah, you, you want to you want a Jugon or a, 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 what was the? Ryusei. Ryusei are the bad ones, yeah. You were lucky you got Yosei, Kega, or Kakusho for like actually playable. <laughs> then the draft ended, and uh, you're like, dang, I still own these dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the draft ends, and you're like, why did I draft these cards again? I spent money for these. Uh, and so I guess on top of that, we're also getting the return of Kicker as an ability on um, some cards, which should be fun. Interesting. Kicker, kicker in name, not just function. Yeah, <laughs> almost almost every mechanic is technically a kicker mechanic. It's a pretty widespread. They uh, they named that one. They keyworded it, and they realized that uh, hmm, this is actually pretty big design space. Maybe we want to carve this up into some smaller pieces over the future sets. <laughs> so, how do you feel about cards that have keyword abilities that aren't keyworded? Like chart, of course, doesn't say raid on it. It kind of annoys me. I mean, if you, I get that they're trying to be flavorful, but like keywording is like i obviously like i just said i'm a proponent of simplifying the cards and making them easy to grok at a glance and keywords though they have uh, a you know kind of a high level of you know for entry into the game and learning them all once you know them they're just shorthand the card text gets shorter yeah like so doesn't it just really make nice. the cards look cleaner if you have keywords that already exist yeah see see my thing with keywords and this is just like maybe from like a designer standpoint I've always thought that they, the token card, every token card on the back should literally have the list of keywords and what they mean. And then every card that has those keywords just has the keyword. So instead of like raid dash does this, 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 this after you attack, blah, blah, blah. So it should just say raid, like draw, don't discard and wait. Uh, just draw two cards so for, instead. Yeah, draw two cards instead. They um they can't do that the way they have things set up right now because the uh, budget for the token card is split between like their advertising group and then whoever the funds come from for yeah. know, making the damn tokens. So you'd get you. I know to- it's logistically you'd get tokens Logis- half as often, which people would yeah freak about. Logistically, it doesn't really add up perfectly. But in my head, that's how like ideally it would work out. To so where you just hate reminder I open, text. I, yeah, I just really dislike reminder text. Like, with a passion. Like, when it says, like, Cascade, and then parentheses, like, all that text. Like, no, I already learned what Cascade was once. I don't need to learn it again. Have you ever like, seen reminder text on Trample? I haven't. It's, it's a lot. lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, I, I know. There's a, uh, there's a card that says uh, Cascade that doesn't have any text on it. Uh, yeah, Maelstrom Wonder says Cascade, Cascade, right? Yeah, right. yeah, Cascade, uh, Cascade, Cascade. Then Cascade again. On the reprinted version, right? right? Or is it just all of them? I think so. I think it's the reprinted version. The, the first one had, like, the flavor text on it. The, yeah, I love the clean, just, like, two Cascade, comma, Cascade. Oh, wait. wait, shit, I'm not supposed to know these things. Uh, screw EDH. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this card, only playable in EDH. Get out of here. You can play in Legacy. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I'd rather play Pirate Stompy. And speaking of, uh, I think uh, the spoiler that's got everyone excited is this new card, Damping Sphere. I mean, excited for various reasons, I suppose. Yeah, sometimes. So excited. Excited with fear. Screw this Uh. card. (laughs) Yeah, screw you, you damn dirty land user. It's like, oh man, you know, Blood Moon only like shits on my deck if you're playing red. We should allow all colors to shit on my deck. It's only fair. Damping Sphere is a two mana artifact. It says if a land is tapped for two or more mana, it produces a colorless mana instead of any other type and amount. So you get one singular colorless mana, generic mana, uh, instead. So um, Ancient Tomb, 
just get one colorless mana. Um, Boros Simic Garrison, growth chamber, one, one colorless, colorless mana. mana. Yep, yep. But but that wasn't enough. This is this is the kicker. This is the part that man Watsi just has like a, a massive hatred boner for Storm. Just well, we're printing this hate card for land based decks. Let's fuck Storm over at the same time. That sounds like a good idea. Each spell a player casts costs one more to cast for each other spell that player has cast this turn. Just tacked neatly onto the bottom of the card is a separate separate paragraph. Or a separate sentence, I should say, in this case. Because uh, Watsi just doesn't like big mana or storm, apparently. I love it. Man, uh, I think this I'm card, super pumped for it. This card is going to be uh, ubiquitous. It's going to be in like every sideboard in modern for sure, and maybe legacy. Um, it's I, there's probably better options in legacy, but I don't know. It's pretty solid. Uh, this card it's, just like promotes you to play like fair magic with like one spell a turn. You play your mid rangey creature deck, and everything's boring. We frontier now, While- guys. <laughs> While I do, I agree that it's going to be in every in every possible deck. I, I just this just like reiterates my whole like reasons why Affinity will never be like super busted, broken, amazing because every color has Affinity hate. So therefore, every color like already has naturally built into the deck hate for this card. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, Ancient Grudge is a great card. Like you just play, you play it once, and guess what? Their next Dampening Sphere, dead. So uh, one of my friends is like, "Oh yeah, just play Broken Bond, kill your Dampening Sphere, put a land into play." <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there was like an appreciable spike in the price of Crozan Grip when uh, this got spoiled. Everyone who was playing this type of deck that didn't already own several Crozen Grips probably like immediately went and bought a few. <laughs> so now here's here's a here's a rules rules ponder here. Um, <clears throat> if you have two of these, does it make all your does it produce two colorless mana? And then does it does everything cost two more? No. Well, the the first part I believe is just a replacement effect. Yeah. It's instead. Okay. The second part, um, I think they do stack. So, so it'd be like having like a Thalia and uh, and Vryn's Prodigy, or uh, Vryn's Wingmare. Yes, at yeah, the yeah. same time. Okay. So. Interesting, but it's for every spell. Yes. Not just for not just for non-creature spells. Yes, but no, it doesn't tax Ooh. the first spell they play. Yeah, the the, the second spell though. So the, the second spell, spell is plus two. The next one's plus. Six, right? Wait, what? No. Uh, no, no, no. So there's four plus four. Okay, just plus four. So plus two plus four. Plus man, this card seems good against living. No, end, no, no. Against what? Living in. <laughs> yeah. Good. I guess it's not as good as Thalia is against living in. Thalia is no, no, no. Good. So the so the first for the first spell normal. Second spell plus two. Third spell plus three. No. Plus four. Why plus four? It's each other spell. Times so it doesn't two. count the one you're being cast. MTG counting cast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry. I didn't mean to, to uh, trail us off uh, into that. Uh. <clears throat> um, yeah, great card. I like it. You're not going to like it for long because you're going to be seeing it everywhere. <laughs> Much Listen, more exciting... Uh, they are reprinting Juggernaut! <laughs> Vintage so no one's excited for many no years. No one is excited about it. Uh, I'm excited for this <laughs> Land War Elf, dude. What? Can't be blocked by walls! So, I thought that um, Wizards felt that a one-mana Mana Dork was too good for Standard. Or very powerful in Standard. Oh yeah, I think I definitely think Land of Worlds is gonna get banned. Banned? <laughs> get it's gonna here. get banned. Turn, turn, uh, turn to uh, Death Scourge Scounger. What is it? The the three mana dude that eats graveyard things. Seems awful. Seems great. 
are you smoking like crack cocaine right now? In standard. Okay, so so or like mage light. First, first problem I have. Are you is, not trolling us? Yeah, you're like, oh, they're gonna ban Thanoros, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, we can ramp into Deathcord Scavenger for a beater. How do you beat this card? Oh, I don't know. With like anything, this card is not that good. <laughs> After so, when this comes out, uh, Amit is Amonkhet still in the format? Look, look, you're thinking about the totally wrong three drop here. Why play that when you could play turn two, a three mana five four with upside? Yeah, in standard, new big boy elf. Can't oh, be blocked here's by a five four. Power can't be two or less. Yeah, can't be blocked with dudes with power two or less, which is everything you've played on your first two turns of your game. Sure, whatever. I'm excited for the smaller things in life. And it's an elf. Oh, so so the goblins. That's what you're excited about. Yeah, smaller things in life. Yes. Got a reprint on Siege Gang Commander, as well as Goblin Warchief, which is going to be entering Modern for the first time. Is Goblins, like, a deck that we're going to have to worry about now in Modern? No. I don't think I, so. I know people kept... I think people said that after, like, Piledriver was put into the format. Does Warchief make it at all any better? I mean, the deck's issue isn't that it doesn't have enough Lords. Like, I don't think that's the problem with the deck. I think the deck is just, like... It's really all in and doesn't have a way to, like, regain card advantage. Like, it's just kind of a glass cannon deck. <clears throat> you need uh, you need ways to, like, fight through removal and not be so soft to sweepers. Um, I don't know. I don't think Goblin Warchief really helps with that too much. Um, like, all Goblin Warchief does is provide an anthem, which you kind of already have other stuff that does that effect. And it also lets you poop goblins out even faster, which you didn't really already have a problem with. <laughs> Like, you were already pooping out those goblins real quick. Um, yeah. And this is like pooping out goblins. It makes them cost one less, right? Like one colorless mana less. So it's yeah. like your more expensive goblins. It's not even like the red one. Yeah, like just the. You can play more go- lords. More three mana lords. Woo. I mean, yeah, but then it's like. You can why, pretend I, like you're merfolk. You're a merfolk that has burn, but. I don't know. I don't see it. Like. Yeah. This seems. Seems fringe. Like I'm sure we'll see it more. Like obviously the deck getting cards gives them more options. Like maybe like black red goblins is a thing now. Maybe you can play like I don't I can't think of any like red goblins that really help other than like Siege Game for playing like the longer game. Um there's probably some out there I'm not thinking of. But like there's some good <laughs> well, black goblins, I guess. With the uh the Google translated version of the spoilers, apparently goblins were green. <laughs> yes. <laughs> translated from Chinese, so the uh auto translation called the uh the elves goblins and all elves and, were goblins and the goblins were ghosts yeah ghosts and goblins classic uh, arcade game. weird <laughs> i hope they do bring in ghosts that aren't spirits just like a whole new a whole new creature type we've ghosts. already been through Enestrad twice so i wouldn't hold my breath god do you want another snake versus naga thing is that what you want <laughs> Yeah, like, don't fragment the creature types any more than they already are. It doesn't, like, help when you're actually trying to make decks that care. Like, the upside, flavor-wise, is pretty minor, and the downside, like, synergistically, synergistically is, like, pretty pretty minor. Speaking of archetypes, um, John, I hear your, your slot of the week falls into this archetype that I feel like is going to be really good. How about you tell us about your slot of the week? Are the you, card that you are totally hyped to play in your 75. In in, in my 40, you mean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my slot of the week is pack right because I can't pass it in cube, apparently. Um, apparently nobody else can pick it. It's yeah, so good! It's so good. I, I think you're referencing the new, the new rat that got spoiled. Yes. I don't think it's that good, but feel free to Listen, enlighten our listeners. A guy can dream, can't he? You just put ten rats into a deck. You put four pack rats into a deck. You what, put you're some spells. You're falling for put the same spells, trap. Put some spells, some lands. You'll be fine. You're falling for the same trap that every new player does when they see... Uh, what was the existing rat that you could have ravenous infinite copies rats. of? Ravenous rats. It's just another ravenous rats. Like, yeah, I know. But oh, worse. you can play any number of these? Oh, great. This one's a two drop, not a three drop. Excellent. Like, I guess that's good. But... You're like playing bad bears every turn. Like, 
Turn two, you get a bear. Turn three, you get a bear. Turn four, you get two bears. Oh, man. Listen, I just get really excited about any card that says you can play any number. I remember when uh, Shadowborn Apostle came out, I built like a like a 100-card deck with uh, Shadowborn Apostle and a bunch of demons in it. Don't it you need to sacrifice seven? Yeah, but if you, you have, to have open, seven in play to do the thing... If your opener is just two lands and five... Shadowborn Apostles, you're you're basically just gonna win the game. So so does it does it only fetch it out of your deck? Yeah, it only fetches it out of your deck. So you actually wanna play like as many as you can afford to play, right? So that way you're yeah. less likely to draw the uh the stupid demon by accident exactly. and have it in your yeah. hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who will win? A bunch of apostles or one flame jab? You know what though? I, I will say I Zach isn't here to make the to make the uh the MTG Complex uh, 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 finance tip, but when uh, Shadowborn Apostle came out, it, I think any card that says you can have as many as you want like seems to just increase in value over you know a long period of time. But I picked those up as like like draft chaff, like walking around people like, hey, you, did you draft Shadowborn Apostle? Like, can you can I have it when you're done? They're, they say like, yeah, whatever, fine. And then I went to a GP and I shipped them all for a dollar. Like, I think they were at a dollar, and I shipped them all for like fifty to seventy-five cents a piece. I mean, depends what rarity it's at, but yeah, I don't know. They print a lot more of these like sets than they used to, too. So, yeah, accurate. Yeah, <laughs> take take with grain of salt. <laughs> This financial oh, yeah, advice, so-called advice. I, I'm, I'm in no no way, shape, or form. Uh, I, I know in no way, shape, or form uh, follow the the MTG uh, finance world. <laughs> Not my realm whatsoever. So let's uh, offer some advice. So 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 let's offer some advice, and uh, I advise you not to listen to me. But if That's you do advice. want to, it's it's if basically you want like to, feel asking free. people for their spare change. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it comes down to. MTG Conflux or MTG Bumcast or something Bumcast. like that. Bumcast. Yeah. Anyways, Chris, what is your salt of the week? Get us out of this madness. Um, I'm going to be playing some Blink Moth Nexus. Oh boy. I already know where this is going. It's not Affinity, Spicy. Steven. It's not Affinity. I got excited, all right? Um, I'm going to take the old Stompy Boys uh, for, for a spin. It's been a little while since I played the deck, and the deck is sweet. Um, yeah, the deck is awesome. I don't think I've ever really like had a bad event playing that deck. It's just, it's just pretty good. Like the deck's actually just really good, and people and feel like it shouldn't be good and they shouldn't be losing to it, but they should be because the deck is good. Salty, salty tears everywhere. And apparently, a lot of people don't know. <laughs> they know what your cards do. Does. Um, <laughs> Kind of like the Mishra's Factory thing where, like, they can, like, oh, it can block and pump itself? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, Mutavolt's a Blink Moth? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You know? Kind of these weird kind of interactions. Yeah. Like, I think I got to eat a, a Tutu because I blocked, like, a Mutavolt and pumped it, and it was like, what? Huh? Scavenging uses dies? I'm like, yes. Yes, it does. Dies underneath my metal. That and uh, whenever you serum powder, your opponent's just like, like what? Can it? Am I allowed to like? <laughs> you could, you can I read that? I'm like, sure, man. Yeah. Am I course. allowed to go look at it. the cards you exile? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And they yeah, they're, they're like, exiled. They're just like, the f- look on their face, like, oh, bunch of colorless crap. Like, what is this chalices? Huh? <laughs> What's he looking for? It's like it's like a fairly reasonable like seven. They're just like why the, why did they ship this? I just, I don't understand. Like, this has lands and spells. I mean, granted, one of the spells was serum powder, but I mean, yeah, it's got two like two uh, eternal scourges in it. Yeah, like, yes. they just like they just failed to like read the play out of exile or like understand that that happens. Oh, no one ever fucking reads that. So you just like pile it off to the side, and then like later in the game, you're like, I'm gonna cast this. They're like, wait, what? What? Where'd that come from? Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, you said it there before the you're game. Just like, why? Why? Why'd you pile this hand? It seems fine to me. And you just like turn one Eldritch Temple mimic. I'm like, okay, play like a land tap land go. And you're like. Uh, temple TKSU four, and just like we're dead, <laughs> we're dead. Yeah, dead, 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 dead. That's why we powder boys. 
Um, Steven, what about you? What's your what's your slot? So my slot of the week is uh, a card that I have uh, struggled with playing and playing against uh, my entire Magic career. Uh, it is Lightning Bolt. Oh man! Simple, simple Lightning Bolt. Um, I I uh, I started with Burn in Modern, and I really had a hard time deciding when to kill creatures and when to hit face. And I was always wrong. Smart. Um, then I played Affinity, and uh, Lightning Bolt kills your your Nexuses and your little creatures real good. Um, then I played some more Affinity, and Jund plays Lightning Bolt a lot, and then Splinter Twin plays Light. Anyways, uh, all the decks that play Lightning Bolt really good against Affinity. Uh, I plan on playing it in Jund, and hopefully uh, killing some people with. Uh, the good old mantra of a uh, junding amount. It's gonna be that new guy that shows up at the store, plays jund. Yep, and they're like, "Oh man, this jund player, we gotta teach him a lesson." And then I come in the next week with affinity, and they're like, "No, we weren't prepared. We wanted to play the mid range game." What one, one man meta right here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, that about brings us to the end of our cast. Thank you very much for checking us out and sticking around to the very end. If you're wondering where you can find more content, you can head over to mtgconflux.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name, mtgconflux, one word. And if you have any suggestions or comments, please leave us a message on one of those platforms. We really would appreciate the, hit, the feedback and any other comments that you that would like to throw at us. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around to the very end, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. Later.